0: to episode 81 of the 301 outlet podcast 81 being the the number of points kobe scored against the toronto raptors on january 22nd 2006 for the los Angeles lakers if y'all don't know anyways today is tuesday july 26 2022 and i am here with two of my brothers evan and mark how y'all boys doing feeling pretty good we are the
1: host to be named later
0: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, yet again, Sanford was not able to make it. You know, he's dealing with a lot of stuff right right now. Life be life. and But we holding it down here at the 301 Outlet Podcast. And we just about to get right into the nitty gritty of things. So it was reported early this morning that, oh no, early yesterday morning, that Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics was in a bit of trade talks with the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant. And the trade proposal went like this. Jalen Brown, Derek White, four first round picks for Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets, which the Nets ultimately declined. I think they wanted a couple more draft picks and they wanted Marcus Smart instead of Derek White. The question that I have for you guys is what will it take for the Brooklyn Nets? Or not for the Brooklyn Nets, but but for any team to acquire Kevin Durant?
1: I personally feel like it's gonna take a whole bunch of first. A whole bunch of first-round draft picks, first of all, because we know how the Nets are with draft picks and how they usually don't have any. It's going to take some young players, which they can develop, and there needs to be, like, a legit centerpiece. Like, it, it's a lot. And Boston props to, props to them for for um, lobbing that out there. Like, they clearly wanted this, but that that's what it's, it's clearly going to take more than that.
2: Yeah, like Evan said, it's going to definitely take a lot of first round draft picks and another like star, not of, well, it's not really many stars of equal talent, but, you know, another kind of like all star kind of player, along with maybe a couple first round draft picks to match that contract. Because Kevin Durant, honestly, when healthy today, is still like a top three player and one like in the world in basketball. So it's definitely, Kevin Durant is a superstar in the NBA. He's really the, really the second best player to me behind LeBron James um, when healthy. So, Yeah, it's going to really take a lot, and this trade is very, like, I don't know, it's very difficult right now. This KD trade is difficult because you also have, like, Kyrie in the factor, and the Nets are just not trying to pull the trigger yet, and I don't blame them because we have Kyrie Irvin and Kevin Durant, like, and Ben Simmons, a big three, but stuff is not working out because of other off-the-court issues. It's just really hard to deal with from, like, a front-office standpoint. So, at this point, Laura knows where Kevin Durant is going to end up at, at this point, but the whole Boston, uh, like J- J- Jalen Brown news to me was very sudden because I didn't know like Jalen Brown all of a sudden, he's just kind of like unsettling in Boston. I don't know what's going to happen with that, honestly. And what Boston would have to give up to, uh, like, you know, to even, or what else they would have to give up to get, uh, Kevin Durant. That, that, that would be interesting.
0: Yeah. And hold on to that Jalen Brown thought. Cause we're going to get right back to that. Um, it just goes to show number, number, number one, I don't really think that the Nets are going to trade KD or Kyrie. I feel like if they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. Um, The second thing is it just shows how much a team really needs to give up to get a a player like KD. And at the same time, you got to blame the Minnesota Timberwolves because they didn't sat here and, and gave up the farm for for Rudy Gobert, which is completely unnecessary.
2: Yes, it is for the goal. for Rudy yeah, Gobert. Kind of yeah, that that trade was wild. Yeah, that trade yeah. kind like, of set like the tone of like the whole NBA offseason. And people like, if you see what the Timberwolves are doing, they're like, then what the hell? <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Yeah, as, as much as as much as I like Ru- Rudy. I'm not giving. I'm not giving Utah five first-round picks, and four of our good role players for a center that that's only averaging twelve points. I'm sorry that I'm not doing as much as I love him, and I and and I defend him. I I'm just not doing that. But <clears throat> we already had that conversation. A center,
2: yeah, a center. that can't trust the floor. That's really what it is. Because that's just like the day style of the NBA. But back in the day, Rudy Gobert, you wouldn't really be saying this if you know the older placed out of the NBA. But
0: that's just how the game evolved, really. Exactly, exactly. So on to the side of Jalen Brown. How do y'all feel about that? Because let's not pretend that Jay like Jalen Brown is the sole reason why that series against the Warriors even went to even went to six games. Because Jason Tatum did not hold up his end of the bargain. Jalen Brown played like a man possessed. That was his coming out party, um, and he but and he just played the best basketball of of his life, and here we are, not barely thirty days removed from it, and. He's in trade talks. So how do you feel about the Jalen Brown side of this?
1: I, I kind of don't like the idea of like leaking player names in terms of like trade offers, because it's like while it gives the fans and the talking heads speculation of whether or not the offer is good enough, like, oh, it's a good offer, like they'd be stupid not to pull the trigger or it's not good enough or it's too much. And we like doing that. We like talking about that. It, also, it can also easily be interpreted by the player as the team looking at him and going, hey, we don't want you here no more. We found somebody that's better than you, so it's time for you to get the hell on out of here. So, and, and that's really how Jalen Brown might be taking it. And I say might because, and this happens more in the NBA than it does in any other league where players make these cryptic tweets and get everybody all riled up, and then it turns and like and then they come back with that same team, and it turns out it was just a whole bunch of nothing. So like that could be what this is. Jalen Brown could be like could actually be frustrated. We don't really know for sure, but it's still not it's still not good practice even send that message in the first place.
2: And um, like during that finals that Jalen Brown, if the uh, Celtics won that series that Jalen Brown was going to be the MVP of that team because Jason Tatum definitely was like, like, you know, kind of fell off, like towards the end of that um, series. And when it came, you know, the crunch time too, like Jason Tatum simply didn't show up, you know, he was like, of course, like, like he was like, no, don't get me wrong. Like Jason Tatum, like he made his, uh, definitely made his mark this year in the NBA. He definitely got uh, put on the map. He showed how he can be a superstar. But when it came to like the NBA finals, I think it was really like that young, you know, that lack of experience, which is always makes a difference, which is why I said the words are going to win because of, because of the experience. But yeah, it's always like, you know, that I feel it's always that young uh, experience. I'm more like that lack of experience is the reason why he kind of like, you know, kind of choked in the finals. He underperformed, but honestly, he can only like get better moving forward. And but Jalen Brown, he showed how he can also be like the star of a team as well. So hey, it's going to be interesting moving forward. Of like, I guess Jalen Brown knows his work now and. Then, and I don't know if he's really it's like things are, aren't working out between him and Jason Tatum. I don't know could be anything at this point.
0: I think it's just like I'm not mad at Boston for throwing his name out there because I mean if it's 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 like I was saying with tommy with, um Tommy Shepard, I think you said the same thing too, Evan, where. You have to be willing to make that move. Are you going to be willing to make that move to get a guy like Kevin Durant? And Boston showing that yeah, we would we will give up a Jalen Brown to get arguably arguably the best player on, on the planet. So I'm not mad at Boston for doing that. On the flip side, it's exactly um. Like, it's what team, what players are doing now. Why players do what they do now. And when they sense that the team is going in a downward spiral, they decide, oh, I'm just going to leave. So
1: so now it's like
0: players are doing to teams what teams do to players and this is a perfect example of what teams do to players the minute that they find a way to upgrade they're gonna get rid of your ass no matter what don't no matter what you do for them so for Jalen Brown I mean on the outside looking in it looks like a slap in the face because why not I understand bringing Kevin Durant will definitely make your team better, but at the same time, you were this close with Jay with Jalen Brown, and if and it and if your other star had just played up to his potential, you probably win that series. So on Sham Sarania, went on to Pat McAfee's show and basically said that, you know, know, paraphrasing, saying that Kyrie Irving, you know, wants to play out the regular season with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, which is kind of a, not necessarily a plot twist. It's something that at least I said was going to happen that I felt like was going to end up happening. Um, but I want to get your reactions on it.
1: Uh, basically, we just yeah. been getting fed a whole big nothing burger this whole offseason of Babe. Kyrie getting traded. Where is he? Where is he gonna play? Which team would be best for him, who gonna give up what? All that, and he's going back to Brooklyn. Basically,
2: we've we been got, getting trolled all summer. Yep.
1: We Yep, we got trolled, and who better to troll us than the master of NBA
2: trolling himself, Kyrie Irving? Mr. Flat Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. We've been getting trolled all summer. It sounds like, you know, it's just, like I said, for the media, just something to keep the journalists, you know, you know, working. I, I, I don't know. All the just for them that land back in Brooklyn. That, that's pretty funny, if you ask me.
1: Although, although you know? bro, come to think of it. If, if,
2: if with Kyrie trolling like this, and we can get
1: back to the Kyrie conversation in a minute, but we are not ready for... Uh, for Joel and B to hit, to hit free agency, bro, because the stuff bro, that Kyrie started, is doing, bro. the trolling Kyrie <laughs> is doing, and B would be worse, bro. Yeah, bro, You know why? Because that man will that man will just wake up at two in the morning and
2: tweet something shady for no reason. Or he's the reason why the Sixers he's, he's the reason why people hate the Sixers now more than they already do. <laughs> right, he's the reason right. why people hate us. Like, like, you know like, what? Nah, I'm not nah, mad nah, at him nah, though.
1: Nah, but. That, that man and B. You know what he would do? That man would lose in Call of Duty, go on Twitter, tweet out the snake emoji, and then and then cut his phone off. That's
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. what that no, no, no. man this, would do. Embiid right. is different, bro. <laughs> this is the this is the one time to look out for um Joel Embiid tweets is when Real Madrid's playing because if Real Madrid does something stupid, he's like, what the hell is going on? Or just say, <laughs> and well, that's, everybody's that's,
1: like, he's
2: talking about boring.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and, and yeah, and. Yeah, and the whole time Real Madrid just just got just got scored on or something.
2: It's like no but, context behind the tweets. That's what happens when there's no context. People make context.
0: <laughs> but um, going back to going back to Kyrie, I don't think that this was all just a troll. I feel like Kyrie probably did want out of Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure KD wanted once out of Brooklyn. And even if they did change their minds, it would not shock me if Brooklyn themselves are just like, you know what? We're tired of this. We are going to, we are going to, we're still going to look to move y'all. Y'all saying that, 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 um, y'all want to stay, but y'all being too flip floppy. So we just going to do what's best For us. So. To me. I think. I think they should. I mean. Because really. Realistically. Where would you. I mean. We know where KD could go. And we know Kyrie gets traded where he will go. But. On some real. Like. I feel like the best bet is to play it out in Brooklyn. I mean, you have been, you have another all-star. Let's still not forget that Ben Simmons is an all-star and that he was in talks of defensive player of the year. He's an all-defensive player. Now, yeah, the, the shooting, yeah, he, that needs to be worked on. But I feel like when you're dealing with something like that, there there is three people that I think can really help Ben when it comes to building his confidence up to shoot. That's Katie, Kyrie, because all they could because all they want to do because all they want to do is hoop, and LeBron James because he just makes everybody better. Those are the three people that I feel like could actually help Ben Simmons. So yeah, I think those are the people that can really like really make him better. And then at the same time, like they still have relatively good pieces. I mean, Joe Harris will um be back. They got Cam Thomas. They still have Patty Mills, Nick Claxton, Seth Seth Curry. So they'll be okay. They'll be okay. And and they and they and they have Royce O'Neal. I
2: forgot about Seth Curry. Bittersweet, bro. Because I miss Seth Curry in Philly, bro. He was solid for us. Honestly, Seth Curry, he's a solid player overall, for real. Because, like, I've seen that when he was over in uh, Portland, honestly. I never forget <laughs> when he used to make threes and everything. People used to, um, on Twitter, used to be sicing it. They're like, oh, shoot, the Curry brother. Yeah, Seth Curry. I'm trying to say he was better than Seth, bro. People used to be, like, joking about it. This but, yeah, man, Seth Curry, though. He's been solid, though, honestly.
0: This man Ra, shot, shot, uh, shout out, shout out to Fiji. Um this man Ari used to call Seth Curry off-brand curry.
2: Great value curry. No, that's that's what he yeah. is. Great value curry. <laughs> hey, bro. Oh man.
0: But uh one more on the basketball front. Let's talk about Donovan Mitchell.
2: Good one right here.
0: What so where do you see Donovan Mitchell potentially going? I've heard the Raptors. I've heard, of course, the Knicks, the Wizards. Um, Where exactly do you feel like he should go? Where do you see him going? Or do you just think he's going to stay in Utah?
1: I feel like he's going to – I'm actually falling out of love with the Miami idea, and I'm feeling like he's going to Toronto. Because, like, I I feel like Mm -hmm. with with all the stuff, with all the pieces the Raptors have that they can give, like they can give, I feel like there's no way the Raptors don't end up with either Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell. There's just no way. And I feel like with KD, the longer this goes, the more likely he is to stay in Brooklyn. So that leaves Donovan Mitchell. That leaves D.
2: Mitch. Yeah, I agree honestly because with the whole KD thing, people were saying how like the KD trade was like stopping a lot from happening in the NBA. But like we said, if like Kevin Durant was gonna get traded by now, would it happen? But back to D. Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell, though. Um, yeah, I kind of like at first I was saying Miami, but I think Miami's really not trying to like. Uh, I think they're kind of like you know pretty okay with the roster right now. They're really not trying to like I would say move so much out. This they land one big star, uh superstar. I think they're just trying to build up from here. And uh, Donovan Mitchell and Toronto actually, Evan made a good point. Makes the most sense because Toronto, out of all the choices, they really do have like the best, like the most pieces and really like the most uh, set team right now. And they need to get one more, like, a, you know, a, a pretty good point guard like Donovan Mitchell, like all star type point guard. Bruh, like the Raptors would actually be tough. Like for real. Yeah. But you yeah, because like, like, what, uh, Raptor- yeah, mm. like,
1: what makes the Raptors an appealing trade destination is. On top of being – on top of having a playoff-level team where everybody hypothetically would be on the trading block, they got a lot of draft capital, too. So that's that's what makes Toronto such a big player.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, because the way the Raptors gave us that goal in that series against the Sixers, man, they show how, like, you know, they had like, another star, how good they can really be, though. Because really- we all don't – you thought it was going to be, like, an easy series. But no, nah, they, they gave us a run for our money, though. For sure, yeah. But down they Mitchell, are, Toronto would be
0: pretty cool. And they are well coached. When you play in Toronto, you got the whole country behind you because you're the only team in Canada. And that vaccine mandate is a uh, advantage for them. It really is. Like, I was, I was talking to uh, – I mean, hell, look, the look at the
1: Blue Jays. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was,
0: I, I, I was about to say, I was at the O's game on, on, on Sunday, and I was talking to some people, and I was like, just think about if the Blue Jays get into a series with the Yankees and key players from the Yankees can't play in Toronto because they're not vaccinated. And it's just going to go full circle. It's always going. I'm not going to. I, there, there will be no Yankee slander on this episode today. And I
1: mean, and I, mean a shoot, Philly it ain't just I know the because it ain't just the like, Yankees. Like the Cardinals, that's why I, the Cardinals are in Toronto now, and they're not, and they don't have Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado
2: for that nope. exact reason. Yep. Bruh, that's why that Phillies and uh, Blue Jay series pissed me off because I'm like, bro, like we uh, we already have like a, a depleted roster of injuries, and now key players from like our roster when we went up to uh, Toronto. Aren't even playing now, so we just end up losing that. We just laid an egg in that series, so
0: and yeah, re- that messed and, us up. <laughs> and, re- and remember, the Royals went to uh Toronto, I want to say a week or so ago,
1: and then half the team, Ooh, yeah,
0: and, yeah, and they and they literally, the down they bad, literally had to call up their like their triple A squad.
2: Now they got a game, but Kansas City is just down bad this year, though. That's just another story,
0: though. They are down bad, <laughs> and I've
1: got they only really got that game because the Blue Jays ain't got no film on the minor league that they brought up
0: exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's so let's stick so let's stick with baseball. Let's stick with baseball. Evan, I know you are sick of this, but Already that will is. <laughs> Juan Soto be moved by the trade deadline? And if so, where will he go?
1: I'm honestly feeling like no at this point. And the main reason why is because I keep because I heard a report saying that the sale of the Nets team would be finalized before winter meetings, like this would happen sometime in November. And I'm thinking, if that's true, a don't you think they'd want the team to have Juan Soto on it? And b don't you think they'd at le- they'd at least want a chance to give Juan his money? Like, because none of those would happen if Juan gets traded in a week.
0: This is just to stop you right there, and I'm gonna let you continue. I saw something about one of the uh, potential buyers saying that, hey, I'm willing to buy the team and I'm willing to pay Juan Soto something with some number that starts with a five. Wait, what the hell? Wait, so, it was
2: like the, the team and Soto? Like so, everything? No, no, no. They, they said oh. they, they trade the whole team for Soto. Oh, whole whole team for Soto. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, like no, the, no.
0: No, no, no. The... the 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 dude that was thinking about buying the Nats was saying oh, that that oh, that, yeah, he'll buy, yep. that he'll buy the oh team.
1: you're talking about a guy that was thinking about buying the team okay yeah yeah I'm like whoa yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry, like, I'm oh. sorry. I, I didn't yeah. I, I did yeah, I didn't yeah, like, did like, yeah, you said you said buyers and my mind instantly went to like Yankees, Cardinals, Padres and, and yeah. stuff like
0: that.
2: Yeah, management type shit. <laughs>
0: Lindor, what are you doing? Window, door, what are you
2: doing? Oh yeah y'all saw that too? Yeah, bro. Y'all saw this too? What in the world? It's like a game of tag,
0: bro. <laughs> I understand why. I understand why he did it, but he just he, Yeah. But um But yeah, continue what you were saying, Evan, about uh about uh Soto.
1: It's that it's that you'd at least like you think the new owners, whoever they may be. Would at least want a chance to give Juan his money, especially since Ted Leonsis is one of the potential buyers, and he's going on record saying that if he was that if he owned the Nets, he'd pay Juan.
2: He cares about winning. He cares about you know keeping stars in D.C. and that's smart. Honestly, and, and, like,
1: and like you've seen that with the Caps, you've seen it with the Mystics. Like he cares about winning and he cares about the city.
2: In a market of the city, yeah, because Juan and he, was a and franchise. He's really
1: good at locking up his player guy.
2: And Ted Lonic like is DC. really
1: good at locking up his guys too, because really, excuse me, I had to be to the the one player who I, who you can't really say one hundred percent, the one time you you can't one hundred percent say Ted got his guy is John Wall, and even then Ted paid him, he just ended up getting traded, but Ted still paid him.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ted. I will say this is personally like just working there and i've met ted a couple times and i mean haven't really had conversation with him but i've met him i've like heard him in conversation i've like heard seen the way that he treats people ted's a good dude like ted's a really nice guy like he love like he loves sports he loves his teams although i still believe that he loves the capitals more than he loves the wizards and
2: uh, and caps has more value too. You know, there's more of a fan base, better fan base. So because, you know, because yeah. that's not true. That's not true. I'm
1: telling you, that's not true. The difference no. is the caps are winning now and the wizards are not. If the roles that's were true. reversed, if the roles yeah, is were reversed, work. Wizards fans would be like would be looked at as insufferable instead of non-existent. I, well, I do have this. a question,
2: though. Like, what, what do you think attracts more fans, though, per game? Like, capped games or Wizards games? Like, honestly, which Pass. games have more fans? Caps. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah, that's value I mean. of winning, bro. Yeah. That, that's mm, the yeah. value
1: of winning. That's but, my point. But,
0: but remember at the beginning of the season where the Wizards were on that tear? When I tell you I had never seen Capital One Arena that full, that lit for a Wizards game since twenty since 2016.
2: That playoff series yeah it had
0: been a long like since i started working there it had not been that lit for a for a it was like a wizards it was like wizards versus calves or something like that it was not a big team although the calves still bring out a big crowd but it was like oh lord josh Wiz- donaldson it was like wizards versus i'll say wizards versus magic and the fans came out in droves. It was lit. So I, I really just say all of that to say, like, as Evan alluded to, all you got to do is win. Winning cures all. They talk about how there's never any fans at, at, um, at um, FedEx Field or there's more away fans at FedEx Field than there are home fans. Well, if the commanders would win games, if the commanders would be good, remember when the commanders went on, went on that nice little win streak, the fans showed up to FedEx field. Exactly. You know, when there's, when there's hope that your team can do something. And I don't even think that for wizards fans or just DC fans in general, at this point right now, like, you don't necessarily have to be a true contender. Just be, just put out a good product. Put out a team that can play, you know, in basketball terms, put out a team that, that can uh, play in late May, June. You know? That's what it is with that. But, uh, but going back to Juan Soto real quick, I feel like, The Yankees have already come out and said, nah, we'll wait. The only team that I can really see trying to get one that could possibly get one is the Dodgers. And and for real, for real, the Dodgers don't need him. The Dodgers Dodgers got enough Nice player, man. (laughs) That'd
2: be crazy. That'd be crazy to Dodgers. He ends up going the Dodgers Well, the no, whole I mean team. They,
1: they only really got the two unless Blake Trident is somewhere like in minor
2: league hill. <laughs>
1: Actually, no, they got they only got one.
2: They only got one. Cool. I thought they got what? Was it Kershaw and uh Trey Turner? Those two, or am I missing? No, 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 no. It? They traded for Scherzer, but he's already gone. So yes, the oh, only God,
1: the God, only God, one God, of man. our former players they got is Trey. Trey got he's a free agent Trey. after this year. Got yeah, and, who knows okay. he,
0: and who knows if he's going to stay in He might come back to D.C. He really might He really might He had a package might. for
2: uh, Turner With something like Turner Shoot, Soto, I don't know Who knows? No, 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 no,
0: no, <laughs> no we're,
1: we're not going to trade for him We're, we're selling people
2: like, Oh Speaking of what I got to say We, y'all we gotta might, might end up giving y'all Josh
1: Bell we, we really We might We might end up giving y'all Josh Bell If y'all could snatch him away from Houston
0: all right, so that's another question. I I was going to put this in here, um, but I, but I forgot to. No, you are, didn't. I think who, you did put it
1: in there.
0: Who are your biggest – did I? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, cool. What teams are the biggest buyers and what teams are the biggest sellers at the deadline? And just a little and, – and, like, what do you see your team doing? Like, do you think the Nats, Phillies, Red Sox are going to do at the trade deadline?
1: As far as buyers go, as far as buyers go, the Dodgers are definitely going to make a move because they the Dodgers. That's what they do. The Mets are going to make moves. Yankees going to make moves. Watch the Cardinals, though. Watch the Cardinals because yeah. when we when we talk about a front office and an ownership that knows what the hell they're doing, look no further than the St. Louis Cardinals because they got this weird way of everything they touch turns to gold, like for no reason. So it's the okay. Cardinals. Minnesota's another name to watch. They're going to make a move. And as far as sellers go, there's a lot of good names that that are on like the trade market this this year. There's a lot of good names. Like there's there's Josh Bell. There's I'm hearing Terek Stubel from the Tigers is is on the trade block.
0: Zander Andrew Benatendi
1: from the Royals. Frankie Montas. Um Brandon Drury Wilson Contreras and the list goes on and on and on there's a lot of good names and needless to say my team is my team is selling
0: yeah I think Bo- I don't know Boston is in this they're they're like three four games out of a wild card spot because we just had an abysmal July um we have guys hurt um I don't know what we're gonna do. I, I heard that JD Martinez might 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 be on the move. Look at look at the Cardinals and Xander Bogarts. That's been floated around basically all season. Um in terms of selling or, or like in terms of buying, I mean you already brought up uh of course the Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, um, the the uh blue, the Blue Jays the blue jays might you know might you know might do something um in terms of selling look at watch out for the angels the angels have pieces that they that um they might move because they're basically done for look i've been hearing a lot of shohei ohtani possibly getting, getting traded i would love to see what that Yay. package looks like he's not hey. but i would yeah, love yeah. to see what that package looks looks like yes yeah. Um
1: because if that, we if we're gonna be real, if Shohei Otani, if there was a chance Shohei Otani gets traded, that actually would probably be bigger news than than Juan Soto.
0: I think um if I the
2: team would have to give up for Otani. That'd be crazy.
0: I think you know we talk about Andrew Benintendi getting traded. The Yankees are definitely like front runners to get him, but I think Boston should look to bring him back. Um, especially with no one knows how long uh Kike's Kike, uh Kike is gonna be out. Um a lot of a lot of pitching a lot of pitching pieces out out there out there too. The Marlins are basically selling everybody except for Sandy Allen Contra, which means Jazz is could could uh, could could be on the move too.
1: Pablo Lopez,
0: bro. Pablo <laughs> Lopez of, of uh, Pablo Lopez. Although oh, oh, no, like I don't Mario. see
1: the Marlins trading jazz. I don't see the Marlins trading Jazz because I feel like he's their own franchise cornerstone.
0: Look for uh, Mancini from, from um, the Orioles. He's already said that that he's treating this series that he's playing against the Rays as his, as his last series at um, Camden Yards. So he probably feels like he's about to be traded. Um, like you said, Josh Bell, Nelson Cruz, you know, they're, you know, this trade deadline is going to be interesting, um, especially as a Sox fan. I agree with Mark. Like, I don't think the Phillies are going to do anything. I just don't. I, I And really, it's because I just don't know, like, where do you begin? Like, where do you start? Like, what do you do?
2: Like, look at our contracts alone. And look how much exactly. you're paying Bryce Harper. And look how much you're paying Bryce alone, bro. It's just like, at this point, we kind of just, you know, bad luck was on our side this year. Good on paper. And it's just like, dang, bro. Ain't nobody going to mess I'm with gonna us. I'm going to stop
1: you there. I'm going to stop you there. You said luck is not on y'all's side. Who fucking who, dog?
2: Man. Do you at at part, least y'all still had, the man. playoff race. Man. All the injuries we had, bro. I don't know. It's just not Again, looking good for us. Again,
1: who fucking who? <laughs> at least I your mean, team ain't paying Steven Strasburg.
0: <laughs> Let me say something about that. And this is why I can't stand Nat's ownership Nat, in, the, in the Nat's front office you let Bryce Walk you let you 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 trade Trey Turner you let Rendon Walk but you're paying Patrick Corbin a boatload of money and all he's been is a bum and Steven Strasburg has not been on the field but and now and now also you're having second thoughts about paying Juan Soto when Juan Soto is actually one of the main reasons why you let Bryce walk anyways anyways that's the next. Like
1: the only the only thing I'll say is that um the Strasburg contract still makes sense though cuz at the time he was world series reigning world series mvp like he, at that point in time you can't let him walk like you absolutely can't
0: just told him to go to freaking San Diego, which is where he was ultimately going to go. But um, all right, that's enough about us. that's enough about um base base baseball. The baseball we, today marks the official start of the NF twenty twenty
1: three NFL season. <laughs>
0: training camps have begun all te- all teams are underway so before we get to kyler um just something quick uh julio jones just signed with the tampa bay Tampa with the tampa tampa bay brady buccaneers and uh i mean do you th- do, what, what do you think the bucks gonna do
2: well, yeah, honestly, the number one option, but damn it, he deserves a ring. It, it, it got, it got, it got, they definitely got better from that, but I, it's really not like a huge difference maker. It, it does like, you know, kind of give like Tom Brady more options, but we was talking about like a, you know, a 33 year old injury prone receiver. It's not like we're talking about, you know, like prime time Julio. That's why I was like, when I heard about it, I'm just like, yeah, veteran. Makes sense though. You know, have like veteran go along with like another veteran QBs, but the Bucks. Uh, they, you know, I think they're still going to be pretty, a pretty solid team in the NFC uh, South. They're the clear favorites, honestly. I just don't see any of those other three teams even really beating them, except for maybe New Orleans, but that's a long shot, honestly. I'm not going to say it's too much of a long shot, but I just don't see the Saints even uh, getting more wins than Tom Brady in the books. But they definitely get better with the Julio Jones addition, but uh, he was definitely, he made like, he's definitely going to uh, be there for, like, some big plays here and there, but, man. Hey. We'll have to wait and see. You know what kind Julio is? Pickup.
1: You know what Julio is, y'all? He is the Carmelo Anthony of football. You look at him. Not a bad person. And you can only think one thing, that this guy was one of the most talented players of his generation. And he, I really, really, really hope he gets a ring.
2: You say that about Melo. You say that about Julio. Yeah. yeah at least Mel- well at least julio actually reached you know the championship but didn't win it but Melo, he's just it kind of sucks he hasn't even reached the finals yet. i mean so but that, like, is that really his yeah, fault though
1: man. was that really Melo's fault like he he just played yeah. a lot more complete teams when he was in denver and when he was in new york
2: new york Mar, he that's why the mellow doesn't deserve any of that slander because you know i know we all the kind of subject but it's like he doesn't really deserve that slander because the fact that like he carried that dead french Knicks franchise and i like, actually made them relevant brought them to the playoffs and everything so Melo didn't deserve none of that slander when he was a free agent for a while. Cause you know, yeah, he was my favorite player. Really, when I started watching the NBA, that's why I was a Nuggets fan at first. I always enough think of
0: that. about this at least like just for a little while. Just imagine if Carmelo Anthony went to the Chicago Bulls to play with Derrick Rose, and then they got Pau Gasol. Imagine. I it. think about that a lot.
2: I could have been about in Chicago. Too.
0: That would have been a nasty team. That would have been nasty. Um, so so Kyler Murray just signed a big extension to a five-year extension worth $230.5 and a with 105 million fully guaranteed. The av- the annual average of v- value of Murray's deal is 46.1 million, which is the second highest in the NFL, only behind. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who's making 50.3. Deshaun Watson's deal with the Browns has an annual value of $46 million, And Patrick Mahomes' deal with the Chiefs has an average of $45 million per year. So how do you feel about uh, Kyler's extension?
1: All right. So I feel like from the way that a lot of people were talking, we don't really understand where the bar is for what constitutes a franchise-level quarterback. Like, a lot of times, people have this idea of, if you ain't Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, then you don't deserve no money. But the fact of the matter is, Kyler Murray's still solid, as in he's a borderline top-ten quarterback, and he's the best one Arizona's had in a wild like in a very long time and it's not even close so it's good that the Cardinals backed up their uh, it's good that the Cardinals got their guy and they paid their guy instead of staying in quarterback limbo for like another decade or so because that's what that's what happens when you think that that the only quarterbacks that deserve money are
2: Brady Rodgers and Mahomes yeah it just shows that Kyler Murray you know wait hold on read the um read the details again with the uh contract
0: all right. Um, five years, 230.5 million. 105 million is fully guaranteed. His 46 mil makes him the second highest QB, highest paid QB behind Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yeah, he goes to show now with all like the drama <clears throat> that we're hearing with uh in Arizona. Like all that's like behind him now, and um, uh, so hey, hey, he's all in. So therefore, like the Cardinals, they put the pieces around Kyler Murray so he can get better. And I can't wait till DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he comes back from uh his um his suspension, and I can't um to see how he's gonna uh, uh be down there and see that combo with D Hop and um Marquise Brown. So now there's really no excuse to uh the way Kyler Murray performs, honestly, in like the playoffs or like if he uh, they do reach the playoffs, though moving forward. Because last year, he definitely choked. So this year, I feel as like, though he definitely has approved himself. And plus with, like, the all, like, the drama he's going on, he's kind of been feeling, like, extra entitled. I feel as like, though with that Arizona front office because he knows his worth. And he kind of, like, you know, he's been making little cryptic messages, I guess, threatening them, Threatening them like, I guess, saying, oh, look, I can just go to baseball, honestly. And really, he can if he wanted to. That's and the thing. Really... Yeah, he can go in MLB if he wants honestly, to get that MLB bag. But, like, look, if you don't want to me up in the NFL, as far as, like, I
1: can long make sure Mm-hmm. Is that he gonna retire from football early and then go
2: play baseball? Honestly, he feels though he can probably make more in the uh, MLB and get a hit less. Hey, than football. So Carlos like, look, if you're not gonna give me the bag, I can literally get you know play uh play like get paid more and take less damage. Hey, less physical damage. Hey, what human being in the right mind wouldn't? So, but I, I feel as though it goes to show he's all all in signing that big contract. So let's see what the Cardinals do moving forward. They definitely have a squad down there now over
0: in Arizona. I wonder if he still like works on his like game or anything like if he goes to spring training and stuff like that. He yeah, actually it. might, like, like, cause I, I remember Russell Wilson used, used to used to uh used to do that cause when he was with the Yankees,
1: with them stankies. Yeah,
0: yeah, when he was when he was with yeah. the Yankees, uh-huh. he was with the Yankees, He he uh he uh used to go and do spring training and all and all that and all that stuff. Um, I think he actually played in the game once too but uh evan everything that you said about kyler murray i agree with so i'm not going to really speak on that because you basically said everything i wanted to say the only thing i'm going to add is i saw this and i said lamar about to get paid
2: most of it too though lamar yeah, yeah to that's most and that's what yeah, i said man. earlier i'm like bro Kyler murray signs that big contract i'm like bro lamar jackson he deserves more like a Kyler murray can sign for like 230 million Desar- lamar he deserves at least like an extra like few mil like probably an extra 10 million honestly because like the lamar jackson disrespect like kind of off topic but like lamar jackson that jackson disrespect is like ridiculous though and he deserves like a, a you know a big <coughs> big time extension he's like an nfl mvp like literally won mvp two seasons ago Let's not like you know
0: unanimous he, mvp bro. yeah unanimous
2: yup, won the man cover. so hey bro give the brother his money man he's that good that talented Talking about right. questioning on that QB, but yeah, man, we seen what we can do at QB. He can do it all, really. All
0: right, so the, so the streets have been talking about Kyler Murray today because part of his extension says that he is mandated to spend four hours of of in, of what uh, four independent hours of watching film, meaning he needs to spend at least four hours out. Four, he used to watch film for four hours Outside of practice There we go And that's caused a bit of a stir Do you think that this is a big deal? Um, Do you think that That this kind of has you Turning your head a little bit Or do you just think it's no big deal at all?
2: They making this man do homework I don't think it's a big deal Honestly bro it sounds like the Cardinals just want Kyler Murray. It just seems like it's more like a, dis- like you know, kind of like a maturity standpoint, I guess. They're just trying to make sure Kyler Murray doesn't, like, you know, I don't know, I guess stays focused. Like, you know, this season doesn't get, like, distracted by things off the field, but it ain't no deal to me. I mean, four hours, who knows? I mean, the greatest of all time. They probably that's not even one hour a week. <laughs> yeah, honestly, bro, they probably I mean, I probably mean,
1: spend... I mean that, that's, not, that's not even one hour every day of the week.
2: Yeah, like, honestly, that's so it's just saying. like – yeah, so, honestly, it's, like, okay, four hours. Like, other top athletes probably spend more hours in that looking at film and everything, you know, if you're that dedicated to the game. So, yeah, I don't see it, like, really as a as of a as of a, as of a really a big deal. Oh, I can't get my words right. <laughs> but, yeah, the way it I was actually it, nice. I was random, but, yeah.
1: Best case, the way I see it, best-case scenario for Kyler Murray is he follows his contract to the letter, and he gets the Cardinals to their first Super Bowl in franchise history, maybe a couple more. But worst-case scenario, he forgets to watch film, but he forgets those four hours, maybe maybe cuts it at three, and then goes off and plays baseball. Like that, That's worst-case scenario. Because remember, Kyler Murray has something up his sleeve that not even Patrick Mahomes has. Because Mahomes was drafted by, like, in in the MLB draft too, by the Tigers. But Kyler was drafted not only in the first round, but top ten. So that means baseball, like, that means MLB teams already know about Kyler Murray and his baseball skill set. So it's this is a win-win for Kyler.
2: And Kyler, he's already make he's already like a team on Krypton messages and stuff like that, uploading himself in baseball, you know, like baseball jerseys and stuff. So I'm just like, bro, Kyler Murray's just being a troll because he can't. Honestly, bro, when you're that talented and that good, hey, you can do that. You know, just keep the pot stirring. I ain't mad at it, though. It's just, like, more hype going into the season. I can't wait to see that that trio of uh, D-Hop, Colin Murray, and Hollywood Brown. You know, good for fantasy football users. So, I still may drive D-Hop. Speaking of fantasy football, I still may uh still may drive D-Hop and keep him on my uh my reserve, my, my, my bench. <laughs> I can't wait for that, though. That's right around the corner. Yeah, but, yeah, Arizona, cool. they're an interesting team, man. Really interesting team, bro. <laughs>
0: So I actually think this is, again, this is just someone from the outside looking in. I don't know Kyler Murray. I don't know what he does off, you know, off the field. I don't know what he's like in the locker room. None of, none of that stuff. And I've had things to say about Kyler Murray more so just that he, he's, he's good. uh, He's, he's a good quarterback, but he decides that he wants to be great whenever, whenever they play the Cowboys, but when you think of the great players, especially at quarterback, you think of like the Tom Brady's, the, the Peyton Manning's that are sitting there and, and and they just love watching film. Hell, even defensive players, Deion Sanders, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, um, Charles Woodson, those type of guys, they love watching film. and, I think it's a big deal only because it's the quarterback. You are the quarterback of that team, meaning you need to know everything that that defense is doing. You need to know everything that that defense is, is, is doing. You need to see what you're doing wrong. You need to see what your teammates are doing wrong. You need to see how each person needs to be positioned on the offense And so if you're lacking in that department all the way to the point to where I have to put in your contract that you have to spend at least four hours of your idle time watching film, that's a red flag. But again, that's coming from me who don't, you know, I don't play it, I don't play football. I'm not in the NFL. I think it's a bit of a red flag. I don't think it's nothing too drastic. I think he'll be okay. Like, he'll be fine. You just got homework, kid. You'll be all right. Let's talk about these. Have, I know Avin saw it. Mark, did you have a chance to look at the uh, NFL record projections that I put in the uh, 301 chat?
2: Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yep, I saw that. I'm about to pull it back up. Yeah, I looked at it in the beginning of the episode. All yeah, right. pretty interesting list and
0: projections actually (laughs) we don't we don't have to go down the whole thing but what stands out to y'all the most about these projections
2: well i'm gonna say this what stands out to me is that they have you know my eagles you know i was gonna say this going 11 and 6 and winning the nfc east and honestly that's definitely not even like really a long shot saying the eagles are going to win the nfc east become to think of it because we really improved this offseason with the like we did pretty good in the draft with drafting like defensive players. We damn near got Georgia's like whole defense. We uh, you know, got AJ Brown finesse the hell out of Tennessee, honestly. So having the Eagles going eleven and six really isn't a long shot. And Cowboys at 10 wins, really. Um, that's really fair, like to say the Cowboys are at 10 wins. Because I really don't see them getting as many wins as last year, but I don't see Dallas being that bad though. I can really see really how I see the NFC East, honestly. What stands out? I say it's gonna be a battle between really the Eagles and like Dallas, really, for that top spot. Like really, but I'm kind of I really not I'm kind of shocked to have the Giants that low. But um and also what stands out to me is that they have um the Bills at 15 wins. My goodness. I understand they definitely did get better, but shit, they have the Bills damn, they're going undefeated, and considering how much better the Dolphins got. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins upset the Bills a couple of times next season, but that's that could be a long shot. But I don't know, having the Bills at 15 wins is kind of a long shot. That's all that really—I mean, I'm not really a long shot, but kind of a shock to me. But yeah, that's really what stands out to me about the projections. Everything else can is like uh, you can kind of say a toss up. The Bucks had 13 or four—they're clearly going to win the NFC South. That division is just weak, besides really the Bucks, honestly. And AFC North, yeah, looks well. The Bengals and the AFC. Bro, that's actually interesting though. They have the Bengals and Ravens being tied. How would that even work? That's well, weird. the Ravens, the
0: Ravens might have a better record in the in the uh, division.
2: Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, whoever's over the division, yeah. That's all that we have to say though. Yeah. Is, yep.
1: I mean, who whoever, whoever made this clearly got an agenda, dog? Cardinals seven and ten, dolphins nine and eight, Steelers <laughs> with a winning record. Nah, the like whoever 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 who made this clearly got an agenda. Cause it's like, um Arizona's better than seven and ten. I'll say that right now.
2: Oh, They're better than seven to ten. Yeah, that's disrespect. Yeah. And it's like, like a
1: Dolphins a Dolphins team that just got Tyreek here is going to be firmly in the playoff playoff race. I would not be surprised if they have a play if they end up with a wild court spot.
2: That's number two. Having my ten wins, really, like, like,
1: like, 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 so, so, having them clearly out the playoffs is really, I, I hate to say it, kind of anti-Tua narrative. Number, number three. That's a bold take they have on the AFC South that that the Colts, not that the Colts win, but that they win at nine and eight. That's the third. this is kind
2: of shaky. Yeah, that division's kind of weird, though. You know,
1: I is. mean, yeah, but. I feel like the chances that nobody in that division wins 10 games is kind of low. That's
2: funny, I yeah. I feel like bro, either, the
1: Colts or the, either the Colts or the Titans are going to get that done. And fourth, y'all do know we changed our name, right? Like, we're not the R word no more. You can say what our team name is. Because, like, bro, they, if you was asleep, yeah. they, said, they said the team name for everybody else and then got to us and just said Washington. Like, you do know we have a new name now, right? That's
2: funny, bro. I just peeped that. Yeah, it was some kind of like bi- I was some kind of cause, bias. Because it's like if
1: you don't want to say the old name, I get it. I don't even say the old name no more myself. But no, you could have said commanders. Yeah, they like, There's nothing wrong with, with the name commanders.
0: All right. So there's I a few. That's things that, funny. There's a few things that uh stand out to me. I'm actually not mad at them having the Eagles winning the division because I really think it's a toss up and I will sit here and say it again. I have no expectations for um the Dallas Cowboys. I really just look at this as a, as a, as an, as an evaluation year for us, although we're not going to admit it, but that's really what it is. Um, so the Eagles winning the division and they have Dallas as a wild card team. I I said that two teams are coming out the NFC East. We ball. Uh, the Niners at ten and seven. I see it only because the Niners are that type of team. Like they're just like they're just gritty like that. But at the same time, the Cardinals at seven and ten is crazy because I don't think that they're they're not that bad. They're actually pretty good.
2: Like you could have at
0: least said nine and eight or something like that. Um the Bills going 15 and 2 is not gonna happen. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I was gonna say nah, bro. <laughs> I think I think the AFC South, more notably. The Texans are going to be better than what people think they are. They were better than what people thought they were going to be last year. People don't talk about Davis Mills, but I'm telling y'all right now. Davis Mills is going to be in the running for most improved player because that he's like he was probably the best rookie QB out of all the rookie QBs. And I think he was like a fifth round pick so watch davis mills of the houston texans um so usa today has the broncos at the bottom of the afc west and they only have two teams coming out the afc west which okay that's whatever um afc north is nothing but the biggest thing that stands out to me and evan you're gonna like this the Lions having eight wins. The Lions got eight wins and they're second in the NFC North. I love the it. The
1: Lions are going to be better than people think, man. They like are. Like this, this ain't this ain't a typical. They Lions got some team. sneaky players, bro. They actually got some solid. This, players this is not a typical Lions team a at all. Back, bro.
2: They're actually decent. Like receiver, yeah. Receiver, running back, even a tight end, bro. The Lions—they have some players. People are like, if you know football, if you're not a casual. You know the. Our Lions definitely have Pro Bowl type of players So we just have to wait And see What Jared Goff does Like Honestly And seeing them Lions games In Detroit Low key were kind of fun though bro. They had like a lot of Close games Despite the record Some of those games Were kind of close <laughs> For sure
0: Because now oh, We yeah, want <laughs> Top 10 wide receivers In order
2: Alright let's go
1: Number all right, 1 Alright who me. wanna go first I let Evan go
0: first yeah, yeah Evan goes first
1: Number 1 Tyreek Hill Number 2 Devontae Adams, number three, Stephon Diggs, number four, Justin Jefferson, number five, Cooper Cup. At number six, we're going to go ahead and say, at number six, we're going to go ahead and say Jamar Chase. At number seven, Terry McLaurin. At number eight, A.J. Brown. At number nine, at number nine, hmm, who should I give the people in number nine? Um, let's go around the league see what we can find. At number nine, I think I'm gonna go ahead and say. I said the thing. All right, number nine. You know what? Um. Who's that guy that used to play with the Bears last year? Oh, oh, I remember Allen Robinson. Number nine, Allen Robinson. And number ten, Amari Cooper.
2: Wow. Um, Actually, no, no, okay, wait, wait, I wait, have wait, a lot of wait, questions wait, wait, about this list, pause,
1: bro. Hold pause. Hold on, Reach your list pause. again. no, 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 Pause. Number <laughs> five, uh, no, 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 five, <laughs> no, 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 no um, number five, DeAndre Hopkins. Bump everybody else down one.
2: Okay, hold on. Evan, read your list in order again. Just read it straight up. Just right up in Repeat order. Repeat it in read order. Your...
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, because... Cool,
2: cool. Because my dumb ass forgot somebody. All right.
1: <laughs> number one, like, and this is going to be my real list. No, that the whole list have a question, number one, honestly. <laughs> number one, Tyreek Hill. Number All two. Right. Number two, oh. D-Hop. Number two. <laughs> number three, Devontae Adams. Number four, Stephon Diggs. Number five, Cooper Cup. Number six, Justin Jefferson. Number seven, Terry McLaurin. I don't give a fuck what you got to say, Mark. Terry McLaurin. Number eight, AJ Brown. Put your mic back on mute, nigga. Terry McLaurin. Number nine. Number nine. Damn, I lost my train of thought. Number nine. Number nine, number nine. Um. Oh yeah, damn! I, how did I not? How did I not put him on here last time? Number nine, DK Metcalf, and number ten. At number ten, we gonna go ahead and fuck it, Coop.
2: And that's in order. Okay, I, I'm gonna read mine. Yeah, I have a. I, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna discuss our orders like after we all read it. I'm just getting mine out the way because I have a, I have a lot of question. Yeah, because I thought mine was bad at first, but uh, but I, there's all opinions though, you know. But number one, I have Devonte Adams. Number two, I have Jamar Chase. Number three, I got Justin Jefferson. Number four, I have Cooper Cup. Number five is Stephon Diggs. So basically, my top five is Devonte Adams, Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Diggs. At number six, I got Tyree Kill. Number seven, I got D-Hop. Number eight, kind of biased, but I got A.J. Brown. Number nine, I got Debo in there. And number 10, I'm going to just put Mike Evans right there. Kind of struggle that 10, but, yep, that's my top 10.
0: All right, let me do this, and then we can discuss. All right, so at number one, I have Devontae Adams. Number two, I have Stephon Diggs. Number three, I have, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Number four, I have Cooper Cup. Number five, I have Justin Jefferson. Number six, I have Jamar Chase. Number seven, Debo Samuel. Number eight, DK Metcalf. Number nine, Tyreek Hill. And number 10, A.J. Brown.
2: Our lists are very different. You know what? And no, our lists are very like you know versatile. I don't know, but Evan, I have a lot of questions. Yours, you got Tyree Kill at one though. Yeah, that's like, I you know, yeah. That. I saw that. Yep. I was like, whoa. Tyree I don't give a one. Fuck, bro. he number one. I, nah, I was dying when you say Allen Robinson, though, bro. I'm ain't gonna lie, bro. I was dying when you say Allen Robinson. I'm like, bro.
0: <laughs> if you got, bro, that, that a, yeah.
2: I got. I got to that point, and my mind just said, "Fuck." My mind just
1: went. My mind just went blank. Like, like yeah. you, you know that little buffering circle? Like, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's what was in my brain. Yeah,
2: Man. bro, that – I mean, I don't know, yeah, but – Man, I'm I glad mean, I Durian, my, but,
1: I'm glad I am him out. <laughs> yeah, but
2: Darius All is right. pretty – like, I, I, Darius is pretty solid, too, though. I just kind of put Metcalf, like, in my top ten because he really kind of, like, had a slope really based off last season. But I don't know. I think Metcalf is slightly overrated. That's just me, though. I think he's kind of overrated. But cause I think it's just, like, way more – that's just how stacked the NFL – you know, talent is with receivers because there was a lot more that. yeah, explosive receivers, yeah. I think Metcalf with him, he's just, like, so physical, so therefore he's just able, like, to make those plays because, like, his physicality, honestly. Of course, he has that speed, but, you know, that his physicality also makes up for because he's tall, too, so. But, yeah, Metcalf, i probably have him more towards, like, maybe – I'll have him, like, in top 15, like, or maybe, like – maybe towards, like, top 12 for Metcalf.
0: Yeah. For sure. I I will say this, Evan. If Tyreek Hill is number one, then CeeDee Lamb is top five. That's I'm dead, line. bro. I'm if Tyreek Hill is number one, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is top five. Stupid ass that's <laughs> the case. I would have put CeeDee Lamb <laughs> in my top
2: ten, bro. Goofy like, ass. I would have put CeeDee in my top ten. Or Amari uh, Cooper I, I, before I, that. Yeah, like,
0: I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I thought about, like, I really thought about being a fan and putting him in my top five, but I really just couldn't, like. I really, I really just this, this. There's no disrespect
2: to so, CD though. He's yeah, like top it, it, it twenty. Is, He's top 20. Yeah. top twenty. Yeah, is definitely a top twenty year old. But
0: mm-hmm. I will say this, like what you said about DK, like this year with, um, you know, with the, with him not having Russell Wilson at, at um a uh, quarterback, this is going to show how good DK really is. And, I, and, and, and again, I think he's really talented. And I can understand why you say that he's overrated. But I, I can also say that he's, again, he's big, he's fast, he's, you know, he's physical. He can't, he he can catch. He, he, he does make boneheaded plays every now and then, but I think DK is really good. Um, for the life of me, I will never know, outside of speed, why people love Tyreek Hill so much because he's not top five to me he can run routes. Think,
2: his route running is th- okay he can run routes yeah
0: I yeah. think I think Tyreek is a bit overrated but Ooh, that's a, I mean he's he fast good, he, yeah I feel like, as like Miami
2: he, yeah he's like gonna he, prove himself more I, outside of Pat Mahomes like you know I feel as though with Tua he's gonna be in a system where like he can actually really see his route running ability much better because in Kansas City a lot of those big plays he had you know, they were like 50-50 balls. And, that's that was, and of course, that's why Pat Mahomes is in question because they're, they're, they're like, okay, what is Pat Mahomes going to do about Tyree Hill who can go up and make 50-50 balls like he does? And But what, that's what makes Tyreek Hill more impressive, though, for his size and everything. He has a vertical, bro. He can get up there, um, you know, with, like, the best. I'm not, like, doesn't matter what size you are, with any corner and still, like, boss you for his size. So that's really what makes Tyree Hill so impressive, what he can do at his size, especially, like, short wide receiver. And his route running to me is underrated. Honestly, he can run routes pretty good, but that's why Tyreek people have Tyreek, you know, rated up so high. That's why I got him at six. Honestly, he's not top five to me, but I really was debating and putting DeAndre Hopkins over. Really, I'll put D Hop over Tyreek though. But this D Hop, he just you know kind of was battling over a lot of injuries last year, so that's why I put Tyreek Hill based off production over like DeAndre Hopkins.
0: The thing with Tyreek, which I I guess makes him so special, is his ability to like. He can hit fifth gear like that. And his ability yeah, that, that to take off, to go yeah. off and on. Which yeah, they it, it is really impressive. Like you can sit there and throw him a short little dig route, and now it just turns into a punt return. So I mean, I get it. I just I just don't I just don't see him as a top, I don't see him as top five. I damn sure the, I'm sorry, Evan, you will not live down putting him at number one. But I damn That's sure funny, bro. Be number one. Coming five. from
1: James Harden himself, I can live with that.
0: And it's uh, gonna be the
2: three on one outlet blooper.
0: <laughs> Mr. James Harden. Hey, 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 hey. Mr. B. Hey, my man damn near average a triple double. James I want to, Harden. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it.
1: James Harden.
0: But um, but who was it? Uh, but I'm also not mad at you putting Terry top um top 10. Although you underrated.
2: Are, underrated. Yeah. Terry although McLauren. you are
0: a Commanders fan, like that's not far fetched. And I would like to, to, to see people try and argue that. Um and with
2: Carson Wentz, honestly, he has like a more like I guess established QB. So I really wanted to see what Terry McLaurin is gonna do on Washington this year. Like, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Hopefully Carson can actually like place the ball, you know. Like, better than him, we can actually see Terry make more, like, efficient plays and be consistent. Because to me, Terry McLaurin, if he was with, like, a, like I say, a superstar um, quarterback, you know, in a good situation, he can he could be a top-ten wide receiver, honestly. My thing is, honestly.
1: my thing is, Terry was eaten with Taylor Heidegger, quarterback. So, really, under that logic, there's no reason to say he can't eat with Carson.
2: Because, I mean, exactly, Carson's right. better, mm-hmm. he's better. He's better than be- Taylor. Th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yup. That's why I was going to be interested in. I was like, at least Carson Winston actually, you know, make better plays for him, you know. So,
0: hey. <laughs> yep. But, uh, all right. So, that wraps this all up. We did top 10 QBs last week. We did top 10 receivers this week. Um, Depending on how much we have to talk about next week, we're going to do running backs all to get y'all ready. Oh, that's going to be a good
2: one. The running back. Get shot. I'm going to have my list ready.
0: NFL season. Uh I'm a, so I I will let you know. I'm going to let you know early so y'all can have your list together. It uh, it was it was on the spot. It was on the spot. I will admit I apologize for that. At the same time I don't. But, you know. That was I funny, mean, bro. <laughs> I had a struggle my mind, bro. This was a this was a nice little fun thing for us to do. Um So, with that being said, that is a show. That's the show. Um, any last words from the both of y'all,
2: James Harden? (laughs) No, not really. I mean, yep, that was a good little list, though. I mean, with the NFL receivers, you can really argue a top 10 because there's other receivers out I could put an honorable mention, like say DJ Moore, who else, like CG, like yeah, CD Lamb, yeah, Mari Cooper, really, yeah, bro. That's why, that's how good, like, that's how it's really stacked the NFL is with receivers, how good, like, it is, like, the brand, honestly, because it's just, you know, that much talent. Honestly, yeah, it's a couple of honorable mentions I would have put in there, like, CD, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper. But, yeah, that was a good little segment. The running back ones, though, we want to be ready for that one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So, uh... So, yeah. I bid y'all adieu uh, Shout out to the gang Shout out to our first time and last time listeners Make sure you like And subscribe to this podcast Rate us five stars Don't rate us four stars Um, If you like I us have five. If, you, <laughs> if you like us Be a friend Tell a friend If you don't like us Well, you know, just go on about your day You know, ship's passing through the night You know, ain't even gonna know you there so that being said, shout out to you, Sanfa. Um, that's it. Bonjour. Wait, wait, that's, wait, that's hello. Adios. I did.
2: Signar. Oh shit. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs>